If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. These are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Thank you so much. My name is Chase. This is Chase Talks Hip Hop, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop podcast. And today I have a few things I want to talk about. And I'm just going to jump out the gate and talk about the new DMX documentary that dropped where they filmed the his year of uh, 2019. And they, they revealed a lot of intimate moments of his life in that time period. And... Um, it was a tough documentary for me to watch and finish. It was tough because um, if you're a fan of DMX, and as many people are, as many people, you know, appreciate DMX, I, I think it revealed a lot of, like, real shit and um, a lot of a lot of amazing stuff as well as uh, just darkness and pain. But just watching the documentary, um, it, it was very revealing to how... Uh, genuine of a soul that DMX was um throughout his time and uh, the connection he had with people and the fact that he never lost touch with his community he never lost touch with Yonkers he never lost touch like that and I think that is one of the differentiating things of what makes a legend a legend in a way but for not forgetting where you come from and the documentary does a great job of covering those aspects as well as as well though there is an amazing um, just sense of vulnerability that DMX delivers throughout the whole documentary. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> sorry. Um, and even the points where like he is upset, some you see certain justification at points. Like for instance, there's a scene where he's about to get on stage. He's trying to zone in, get his mind right. And there's someone in his management or something who who is trying to make him take a picture with somebody. And he said, hey, not right now, maybe after the show, yada, yada. And then basically against his own wishes, like the guy just pretty much forces him into a picture. DMX didn't want to take it, ends up taking it. And I look at that and I'm like, damn, like he really um, wanted to be left alone in that moment and they wouldn't respect him enough to give him that moment and that's where you see the bullshit where oh you're dmx i just want a picture did it i'll post it up oh my god i'm with dmx look how cool i am that that part of the the culture and shit that part of like how life that 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 facet of how life is right now damn i don't think that that may match well with them because i think dmx was so fucking genuine that i think anything above because DMX loved his fans. Like, I remember watching him freestyle with his fans, give them really, give them constructive criticism and advice, and actually be a really nice person. And, and I, I look at that character, and that is the most endearing thing of like somebody who really gives a shit, you know, gives a shit, has empathy. Uh, and e- even when, you know, he's hanging out with his son, you see how much he loves his, his children, you see how much he, uh, loved all of them like his uh from from his uh firstborn son who did the i believe you might know him xavier from when they did the ayana changed my life show i'm probably fucked up that name but they revisit him and it's really good to see them you know hug and see that their dynamic and stuff 
even through whatever has happened and transpired in their lives. Um, I don't know. It really goes to show that that true love can prevail. And um, even with DMX's uh, ex-wife uh, Tashira and everything, like I could tell those two really still have a lot of lo- had a lot of love for each other, even though they were separated. You could see uh, the love and the friendship and uh, everything behind that, and, and you got to respect that. And DMX. And every interview has always been honest about that too. And um, I, I think that this this shit the the thing is with documentaries with certain people like this just only confirms you know furthermore like yeah we knew that DMX was cool, but the the demons and the pain um, the the pain as well from you know recidivism elements of uh, being fucked with too for being a celebrity. Um, DMX, yeah, has definitely been caught, was definitely caught in a whirlwind, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and I said, DMX might be the only rapper I've straight up cried for when I heard he died. Like, I straight up cried when I heard he died, like I knew him. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't, doesn't that, that has to put a little bit of something in perspective, because I could name a lot of people that if they passed, oh, damn, that would suck, but would I cry? Probably not. And I I try to lead everything off the basis of respect, and I I think that this documentary did a did a good job of uh, displaying how he was trying to make a change, make a comeback, and do something different and better for his whole community, and the way he really went up there and delivered his soul. Because for people who don't know, DMX has had, had bad asthma. And he, he was still able to make it work. Um, it, it's it's a wild time for um, hip-hop artists, especially because so much shit is getting documented. So much stuff is filmed that it, it really has like created this atmosphere of demystification. And there, there really is a mystery like that in the music atmosphere, really like that. And DMX is a legend because he was always a mystery in the sense of, you know, who, who is this person behind the music? Who is, uh, this, uh, person, you know, behind the image. And I think that's, that's the thing about him. And then when you, you take all the pieces, you realize he's a genuine good person who with demons and everything, who's open about discussing those things very bravely, I may add. You know, I I think that's why he was able to connect with such a a wide group of people, including me. And it's very sad, you know, again, where you see, I want to say you see the media or you see fans or or you see this um, perpetuation of just using, like, I need to use you for this, use this for this, use that for that to get ahead of my life. And the fact that people might have done that to DMX or have done that, you know, treated him as if he was a, a golden ticket. I think, like, that's that's what I get sad about because it's like, Jesus, you know, like, that. you could tell that there were points where I think this guy just wanted a break, you know? I, I genuinely think that. I think he wanted a break um, from the shit. Um, and, two, remembering, like, his his death... One thing that makes his loss so um, profound 
is that I, I don't think that that any other rapper could honestly have that much of an emotional impact. Maybe Tupac, but I think that that DMX, the emotional impact that he made on hip hop and the atmosphere um, and how things change after his passing, it, it's very telling to, to how much we uh, respect and love him in the hip hop space and how much of a necessity he was. Because if we didn't have DMX, um, I think things would have been a lot a lot more difficult. I think DMX broke a lot of barriers, you know, going double platinum, uh, dropping two albums in a year, just breaking a bunch of rules, you know what I mean? Breaking those uh, pre-established rules set, uh, set up by the dinosaurs uh, before him. DMX pulled it off. And... On top of that, he was a great Hollywood actor. Like, he was doing amazing Hollywood. That's funny. Every actor. But uh, DMX, like, the fact that he was landing iconic roles, just dropping classic out. Like, DMX is a cultural icon who I personally feel like um, got robbed, in a sense, by um, demons, of course, personal demons, but also by uh enablement manipulation and by people being selfish and not willing to help but also people got to be willing to help themselves so it's it's always a dark cycle when you look at the music industry and everything behind it but i i really whatever i identify with dmx is i i feel like he is a person who uh has a big heart and who meant well and the documentary is on HBO. I definitely, I highly recommend it. It's really good. It's tough to watch, but there are a lot of beautiful moments in it. Like when DMX is singing, can it all be so simple? Um, and they end the, they end the documentary off that note. Um, it was very tough. You know, it was uh, it was very somber to watch it um, because I'm a huge DMX fan. And yeah, it was definitely tough. But if you're if you're a fan as well, if you haven't seen it, I recommend you check it out. What do you think of it? Um, I've seen a few interesting things. I watched that Kevin Hart series a little bit on Netflix. I think I got into three or four episodes. It's Wesley Snipes and, and Kevin Hart. And it's essentially Kevin Hart is playing like this exaggerated version of himself. And he kills a, and he, and he kills a guy. I, I, I won't spoil this. So I don't want to spoil it. You should check out the episodes. A whole lot of twists and turns. Sorry if I spoiled something. Um... And then, uh, yeah, I've also, I've been, like, watching American Gangster in pieces lately because I love the movie. I really love American Gangster. Just, if there's something I could pinpoint what I love about the movie, I love the acting dynamic between Denzel Washington and everybody who plays his family from um, Common, T.I., uh, I can't remember. I can't remember this guy's name. He has a complicated name, but everybody who plays um, his family member does an excellent job of um, displaying those characteristics. And same thing. I mean, Denzel Washington is Denzel Washington. You know, he's one of the greatest ever to do it. And I think the coldest scene for me, I was watching it, is when he goes. He's having uh, breakfast with it with his with his family, like all all the guys in his family. He goes, he goes up to Idris Alba and he says, hey, you didn't pay the toll, da, da, da. like, you know, you owe debts. 
uh, because of X, Y, and Z, even though he's gone, you still owe your debts. Idris, Idris Elba disrespects him. Denzel shoots him in the head, goes back, sits down, and says, oh, where was I? So that that scene right there, I know like there is that, that typical Hollywood bullshit of like, oh my God, he's such a bat. But that scene... Just it, it fucks my head up because I, I why why I appreciate it is not for the violence but just for like the weird radical emotional shock of it. And